This is Sportscasters Anonymous, a weekly podcast about sports, all sports, MLB, the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, collegiate football, and collegiate basketball. But there's more. We'll even talk about sports video games, sports movies. It's all here. You're listening to Sportscasters Anonymous on the Random Chatter Network, broadcasting to the globe from Jacksonville, Florida. This is Don and Chip. What's up, everybody? How you doing? After a brief hiatus, we are back. We are Sportscasters Anonymous. I'm Don. He's Chip. This is... Chip, I guess, what do we call this? This is like uh, episode 21B. Episode 21A is going to be called The Lost Episode. We did a draft special for our league draft last week. And due to multiple technical issues, uh, we don't have the show recorded. So we'll call this the other half of it. We're getting back on track. We're happy to be here with everybody today. Chip, my man, we got football season, baby. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It was a it was an exciting day. It was I, I was super pumped all week for it. Um, and then today happened, and it was, had its ups and downs. And uh, you know, it was super super fun. So uh, this show's uh, title is called Football Sunday. Uh, recorded on September twelfth of twenty twenty. So uh, quite apropos. Um, but we'll get into the contact stuff. So as always, you can contact. Us at our email. Mine is chip at randomchatter.com, or you can contact Don at his email, which is don at randomchatter.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter uh, at sportcastanon, A N O N. Uh, you can join our Discord channel under Random Chatter, where there's sports and pop culture talk. You can also support us on Patreon under Random Chatter, and you can buy our stuff at randomchatter.com slash store. Awesome, man. And before we get into all the news and events, I got a feeling a bulk of the show is going to be heavy on the NFL, although we do have other sport topics to discuss. But uh, let me ask you this. We've been leading up to the season. We've been chomping at the bit. How are teams not going to have fans? And, you know, how are they going to be without fans in the stands? There was a lot of movement in football. There was a lot of people that got played in football. Uh, but I would say for uh, between Thursday night's game and the games today leading up till the 8 o'clock game, we have had an impressive opening weekend so far. It went off without a hitch, which was really, you know, what everyone was looking for. There were some very exciting games, some upsets, some interesting tidbits that happened along the way. Um, I think the game on Thursday was I, a lot closer or a lot better than people expected. Um, I think a lot of people when watching this this games because we had no preseason and because the offseason was shortened I think you were expecting it to be very uh disjointed um and a lot of lack of like cohesion between teams and and very sloppy I guess is the word I'm looking for um and it really wasn't there wasn't a lot of penalties in most of the games teams kind of hit the ground running I mean, you had some teams that were uh, here or there kind of trying to get back into the rhythm. But for the most part, there really wasn't much uh, sloppiness and there wasn't like really blowout games or everything seemed to be pretty much even key as far as uh, competition wise. 
So I mean, some of the some of the stuff that like I took away from the weekend, um, it was you know New Orleans looks absolutely strong as ever. Um, they were they beating exploded, up on the Buccaneers. Exploded, exploded on the Buccaneers. <laughs> that is the only yeah. way to put it. New Orleans, New Orleans, man, they are showing they are hungry for it this year. Yeah, it was, it was interesting because. And I, I I said this to my uh, classmates before it started. And I was like, "Oh, what's your what's your bold prediction for this this year?" Uh, my bold prediction for this year is going to be that the Patriots have more wins than the Buccaneers. And after uh, week one of games for both teams, the Buccaneers, led by Tom Brady, are zero and one, and Cam Newton delivered a win to the Patriots, who are now one and zero. Yeah, I just the Buccaneers did not. And I'm sure they'll figure it out. There's too much talent on that team. And I don't know whether it was because the Saints were or just that good. But the Buccaneers did not look good at all. Um, Tom I Brady think, did not look good. I think the Saints are that good. And you, you got to look at it. Their team, more or less, the core of that team from last season is together. Uh, this Buccaneers team, you got Brady, you got Gronk. They're trying to interact with Rev, uh, Evans and Godwin. Now, the uh, what I did see in that game is the Tampa Bay defense is outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. They were all over New Orleans the whole game. Um, the, the score, I think, does not reflect the talent uh, that the Buccaneers defense had at the table. But that, that nobody's talking about Bucks defense. Everybody's talking about the Bucks offense. And... They weren't gelling yet. There was a lot of false starts, missed passes, uh, plays, uh, routes not being run properly. It was a mess. It, it was not what we thought we would see. Yeah, and like I said, for the most part, a lot of the teams were pretty much on the same page, but there was there was some sloppiness here or there. Um, but I, I thought there was going to be a lot more uh, offense in the first week and a lot less defense, but I was pleasantly surprised to see a lot of the defenses held their own. And, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that we got all the games off. There was a lot of contention uh, or uh, speculation that we wouldn't get some of the games, especially the ones out in California with their fire, uh, the fires that are happening and, and uh, what they're calling an op- uh, apocalyptic state that is in the state of California right now. Cause it's bad, man. <laughs> it's bad. So uh, I'm glad to see that they were able to get the games off and nobody wants to see postponed games, especially since they were thinking about postponing the, the Sunday night game that's going on right now, as well as uh, the San Francisco game. Um, but uh, some, some, some news from the week, and then we'll get some more into like games and, and highlights and stuff like that. But uh it was a good week to be a player. Uh, there was a lot of players this week that got paid. Oh, man, they uh, were writing checks this week. <laughs> money was flying off. Flying. Oh, yeah. And we're not talking about chump change money either. We're talking money. Yeah, so you had uh, Jalen Ramsey, DeAndre Hopkins, Cooper Cup, Dalvin Cook were just a few of the major stars that got um got uh signed to extensions or or got more money um i honestly believe that's because with the cap dropping next year that some like there were a lot of like other minor deals like the cowboys restructured like six or seven players to open up so much cap space 
Um, I, I think that a lot of that is to they're going to backload the contracts so that next season when the when the salary cap drops that they can not be in such um, frantic of we have to figure out how we're going to fit everybody that we need to under the cap um, from that standpoint, which again um, is smart, but nobody knows what next season's salary cap is going to look like, what what it's going to be. So yeah, they're trying to be cautious with an unknown, (laughs) you know, Um, if you notice too, uh, even going back to the mega deals um, for some of these players in the mega Mahomes contract and whatnot, Um, I think because they're unsure of the salary cap next year, if you see the way the contracts were structured with the guaranteed money um, and the way they floated that money around over the, over the extension of the contract, what I'm what I'm curious about is the way these contracts are written now. Yeah, they can get through next year, maybe the following season, but it's going to catch up with them. Even if the cap goes up, you're still going to be paying some of these guys an awful lot of money. So I think like in the next couple of years, there might be a side effect of what they're doing to be cautious now. Yeah. I mean, it'll eventually come up, catch up to them because they're eventually going to have to pay all these people, all the millions of dollars that they're expected to pay them or guaranteeing them. Um, But that's the beauty in, in the NFL is that they can restructure contracts a certain way so that they don't necessarily have to pay them so much this year, but they can pay them next year or they can spread it out if they do it as a signing bonus. So the teams that have good financial planners are usually the ones that are most successful in, in getting free agents and signing all these high priced talent. Um, and, you know, we'll see how it plays out in year in the following years, but a lot of players are getting money and a lot of players are, or are banking in right now. Um, and speaking of that, uh, there is an interesting article that came out about the opener, um, where it said that viewership had dropped 13%, mm. uh, that watched the Kansas city versus Houston game, uh, which is not good at all when they're trying to talk about like, money and and getting revenue from it because usually tv watching you know you want that number to be going up especially when we're in a pandemic when fans aren't in the stands uh even though the kansas city stadium had some fans uh which it sounded like there was a lot more than what was actually there um but that was still pretty cool to see the fans back in the stands uh i believe jacksonville was another stadium that had fans in in the stands um which again only a few teams have had that luxury most of the teams it's all empty stadium so my question to you is why do you think that the viewership was down this year because it wasn't necessarily because the game wasn't going to be close because it was houston there's the kansas city chiefs patrick mahomes versus texans it's not Mm -hmm. like it was a bad game Mm -hmm. um but i want to get your take on why do you think that the viewership had dropped let me put it to you this way. Feast or famine. And if you're a sports fan, you got feast. Thursday was the first time ever in the history of the big four that all four sports had a game going on at the same time. I think 
that definitely plays a part of it. There was just so much sports to watch. You have baseball, you have basketball, um, obviously opening day of football, you have hockey, like holy moly. Um, I don't know about you, but I just trying to keep up with all my lineups and fantasy sports and keeping up with scores and whatnot. I just, I thought I was going to burn out. <laughs> and we do a show for this, you know, it, it, I, I think part of it, honestly, is, is that reason why normally football season on opening day, you have baseball season going, but you um, more or less by that point, the playoff race is kind of taken shape at that point. Um, so there's not too much interest in that. Um, hockey season normally hasn't started at this point, and I think basketball is getting ready to roll as well. So normally, football has this day for the most part to itself. This time it didn't. So I and, and there are a lot of crossover fans from some of the other sports. So that, if I had to guess, um, that would probably be part of it. The other thing I think is more and more people are turning to streaming online. So I don't know if uh, when you add into the streaming, if that, does that include the streaming number or does the streaming number, is that just live television without accounting for streaming? Because uh, more and more, that, that's what it's going to these days to watch your sport events. So that's, that's where I am on that one. Uh, I believe that it does include uh, – so the 13% is without live streaming, but they said with online added in, the viewership was still down 11% from last year. Okay. So, so you're basically chalking it up to there's too many things going on right now that people can't keep their attention on just one thing. I think so. Like I said, um, depending on what sports you're a fan of or whatnot, usually that's like football gets that day generally to itself. And in no way, shape, or form did it have that. So I think I think that's what attributed to it. Okay. I don't know if you saw the, the San Francisco. I, I mentioned it earlier about the uh, apocalyptic state that was, and that's what the word that they used. Yes. Uh, for the San Francisco 49ers practice. I don't know if you saw the picture that they had um, that I put in our notes. Uh, I've, seen of the pictures. I've seen pictures come out of that area in general. It, first of all, before we continue, I, I do want to send well wishes out there to everybody in California dealing with it. I mean, this is just insane. Uh what they're, what they're dealing with out there. I cannot ever recall a time where because of wildfires that I've actually seen daytime pictures out in California like this. It, it's, it's very unsettling. Um, it's caused not good things for people and whatnot. So be, before we go forward, I, I want to send our, our well wishes out to them and, and uh, hopes our best hopes for everybody out there during the troublesome times uh, that they're facing, even though sports might be a distraction. Uh, there was no way to be distracted with just the images that you're seeing there. Nothing can distract from that. And, and, but it was, it did, it, it looked like somebody put like a bronze filter over the camera essentially is what it looks like. Yeah, it, it, it definitely, I saw the pictures. It definitely looks like, an ap apocalyptic state like it looks like that hazy like a bomb had just gone off and the world is going to end and it it's very eerie um 
and they've been monitoring the air quality over there and it, it hasn't gotten to a dangerous level uh which is good and um everything seems to be good on that front but it's a situation that definitely needs to be monitored um i'm glad that you know they're they're starting they're trying to get it under control like there's only so much you can do with that kind of thing um and and make sure that it doesn't go to populations and and just got to kind of let it take its course yeah Yeah, you gotta let it take its course um but it was it it looked insane like i i i had heard about it through espn and then supposedly it's been going on for weeks and it's just it looks eerie is the best way to to put it Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's an eerie it's something like you would think if you looked at it and didn't tell them hey here's what's going on you would think it's like a photoshopped photo or somebody used a special lens um to snap the picture like no this this is the real deal this is as clear as the picture can be it's crazy yeah um so let me ask you this getting back on to today's games what was your biggest surprise or biggest takeaway from the day wow um i think my biggest surprise if you go back and, and you and you see the clips of the day is how many games were coming down to final plays um to determine the score of the game there there was a couple i know bears and lions was one of them uh jags colts it looks like the colts were threatening to tie the game <clears throat> um chargers and Bengals was a close game uh cardinals and 49ers was a close game so there's i i didn't go look at, at the vegas lines on the game um offenses impressed me but the the defenses in week one that I've seen from some of these teams are like absolutely insane. Uh, that's probably my biggest takeaway from week one was not just seeing some of the close scores you thought that, that games would have been blowouts, but just the defensive battle on both sides of the ball. I mean, there were some teams just duking it out right from the get-go for 60 minutes. That's what really caught my attention. Yeah, I would say what caught my attention the most, at least from the games that I watched, was, and it's probably the first time I will ever say this, probably the only time I'll ever say this, I didn't feel like the refs were trying to dictate the game or were overbearing with calling penalties. Um, There have been, in years past, where the referees have just, I don't know what it is, but thrown a lot of penalties to try to, like, state their claim on a game but for the most part i felt like there was no outrageous calls or like you didn't hear anything about oh like this final play there was a pass interference and they didn't call it like there was no no questionable calls yeah everything seemed on the up and up yeah which was awesome and that's the way you (laughs) want it like they they kind of let them play and then like when players complained, well, they just kind of complained. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I was pleasantly surprised at that. Um, my from the games, take, from the games uh, that I saw today, the referees, it, it, it didn't seem like they were put in a position where it was a questionable call. 
they like almost every penalty that just about every penalty I saw, even I saw on TV and I went, Oh yeah, man. Like, you know, in, in live time as the flags coming out, I'm like, yeah, that's what happened. You know, there was nothing that was like, could have gone either way. They were all pretty much cut and dry calls. Absolutely. And I guess my biggest takeaway from this, from today, um, and this is going to be the only time I'm going to say or talk about this all day or all show, uh, is the fact that the Eagles probably played their worst game as Carson Wentz at their as their quarterback, and how inept of an offensive line. And I don't even blame our offensive line; I blame Carson Wentz for our loss today because the Eagles did lose today. How you can play a quarter and a half and look like a Super Bowl contender, and then within one, not even like one drive, but like like almost snap of the fingers go from that to looking like the Cincinnati Bengals of last year is just the biggest surprise to me is how you can play so well. And then all of a sudden it just keeps coming. Like it's almost like a snowball effect. It just keeps coming, crashing down. It got away from them. Uh, Yeah. It looked, it looked good. It looked like the Eagles that you wanted the Eagles that you root for. Uh, and I'm looking at it going, wow, man, you know, this is pretty, it looks like a pretty one-sided game. And as I started going back and checking on the game throughout the day and whatnot, I went, um, what's going on? And then I started pulling up the stat sheets and, and looking at the uh, the drive summaries and whatnot, and I was just dumbfounded as to how that happened. Yeah, I mean... I thought for the fact that our offensive line was on its third string tackle, uh, I thought they held up as best as they could. I thought Carson Wentz absolutely played the worst game of his career. And he made just very many stupid mistakes. Um, And it gave me a lot of caution for this upcoming season, a season Mm -hmm. that I thought that they were going to play pretty well in. Now I think that if they continue to play like they did in at Washington, because this let's be honest, this should have been a game that they should have blown out Washington. That I was the general consensus. <laughs> What's that? I said I could see them going 0-16. I certainly hope not, because that, that's going to be a real rough time coming up to Christmas for us if I have to go through a season with your team that can't get a victory. Yeah, I, I I can guarantee you if if they if they have a losing record this this year, there's going to be some heads are going to roll, pal. <laughs> huge changes that are going to happen. So oh yeah, oh yeah. But we'll 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 see how it goes. Um, so if you don't mind, we we discuss your team briefly. If you don't mind, I'd like to talk about the Bills for a minute. And I was all smiles all day. Did you hear anything out of that game? Uh, I didn't hear a lot. I did see the highlights. Um, I did bet on the Bills to win today. Uh, in oh, my man. survivor pool, very good. And they they won. They were. I was I was gonna go with like against the Jaguars because I didn't really think the Jaguars were gonna win. I'm I'm kind of glad that they didn't because they did win. Um, you know there was there was some there was some surprising upsets today. Um, and some teams that played a lot better than I thought they were going to play and were a lot more competitive. I was, I was pleasantly surprised at how Joe Burrow today 
played. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that he was going to hit the ground running as he did, which was, oh, yeah. again, pleasantly surprising. Um, well, hey, so I, it gives you hope for that team. I will tell you this. We will um, – the Buffalo game – uh, while I was listening to it, I didn't watch it. I had things I needed to do, so I, I, w- I was listening to the game. And once Buffalo got rolling, th- this game is, and unfortunately, because of COVID and everything like that, obviously we can't have fans in the stands. This is the, t- the this game was the type of home opener that Bills fans have been chomping at the bit for forever. The Jets did not have a prayer. I mean, in the second quarter, Buffalo was up 21-0. Their defense was intercepting the ball. They're sacking the quarterback. Like, the Jets could not get out of their own way. They just had no answer for anything. They could not get Buffalo's offense off the field. So, for me, sadly, this is a game where every fan would love to have that kind of home opener. We didn't get it. We got the W. Um, the Jacksonville game, our, our, our local team here, uh, I watched that game while I was listening to the Buffalo game, so you can imagine the confusion going on in my head. <laughs> um, I got it, it, The game looked good, and I got a little bit worried that Jacksonville, once they started getting a beat on Indianapolis, were going to blow it, but they held it together. Uh, there were team people out there that think Jacksonville with the house cleaning they've had with all their players was just, they're going to suck so they can get Trevor Lawrence in the draft. But I got to tell you, man, it was an impressive victory for the Jacks. Yeah. I mean, um, I think it is only week one, so it's, it, it let's, let's not overreact here by of any course. stretch of the means. Of course. Uh, I, I still think that I was, after seeing the Patriots play this week, as much as as much as you're going to hate me to say this, I I still I still stand by mine that you have to beat the Patriots to be able to win that division. Um, and if Cam Newton plays like he did today, and Bill Belichick's defense is the way it, it was today, and and mind you, they are playing Miami, so it's not like they're playing the Saints. It's going to be tough for you guys to beat them. I'm not going to lie, it's not looking good. Cam Newton looked look at look like his old Cam Newton self today with the with his uh with his managing of the game his his mobility looked on point. Well, I will tell you right now, if the Buffalo defense I saw today shows up, Cam Newton has a problem. <laughs> the problem with Buffalo is is Josh Allen is showing that he is the quarterback for the team. The problem is, um, although Josh Allen fixed his interception problem, he does like to run with the ball, and he did cough it up. So a little bit of work to do there. Um, but I, I honestly think uh, this Bills defense uh, against the Patriots, the Patriot, we're not going to lay down. You know, for 20 years, we've been getting it handed to us by the Patriots. We finally have a legit chance to unseat them. Um, but you are right. If we see the cam... If we see the Cam that we saw today, if we see the superstar Cam Newton that he can be, um, it pains me to say that the Patriots still might be a problem for teams in the AFC. Yeah, and and everyone thought they were going to get a a reprieve this year from the Patriots because of Tom Brady leaving 
but they still have a lot of stars on that team. You still have Edelman. You still have uh, Sonny Michelle. You still have um, got James White. Yeah, James White. Excuse, yeah, and you still have a talented defense um, with Stephon Gilmore and all that kind of and and Bill Belichick's mind. So yeah. uh, it'll be. It'll be very interesting to see how the rest of the weeks go. I, I thought we had a successful week one. And, cool. um, you know, I, I'm I'm excited for the rest of it and glad football is back. Um, I always <laughs> – it's funny. Like, the one thing about football that kind of annoys me during the week, and it's not like annoys me. It's just like once we once I finish the game, I want another game. Like, I want us to play tomorrow. Like, it, it, like I, I it's almost like uh, – you win or you lose on Sunday and then it's like, all right, Monday and Tuesday, it's kind of like the, the game hangover Wednesday calls around and then you're like, all right, I can't, I can't wait for this week. I can't wait for the next week. And then Thursday comes around and you're just counting the days until Sunday. And then it's like Friday happens and you're like, all right, two more days. And then Saturday you're like, it, Oh man, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. And then Sunday happens. And then it's, it's repeated like before over it all over again. again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you know, uh, and let me ask you because I know this gets at me. Like you and I, we go through Thursday, um, Friday, and Saturday. We're talking about the games that we think will be good on Sunday. We get together at work Monday morning again, discuss what happened on Sunday, and then we we start discussing what we think we're going to see in Monday night football. Then we get to Tuesday, and it's like I think a, a decompression day. Wednesday, it's like, all right, have you seen the injuries? What's going on? And then it's like immediately getting ready for Sunday, like you said, all over again. You know, Thursday, at that point, Thursday is kind of like the pause to go, let me give you a little taste till I can get you to the weekend. Yeah, I really don't want them to get rid of uh, Thursday night football. No, like, no, it, no, no, it, no, it, no, It's just too long of a break in between football and um, now with the other sports and, and, and they're going to be winding down soon, like, uh, I'll be honest, like I spent so much of the day trying to focus on football that I neglected a lot of the other sports. So it makes both of us, you know, it was, it was just like, yes, you know, we got it. Well, I mean, like, look, when, when, uh, basketball season got rolling again and just nothing else mattered to us. <laughs> did you see the news on this? Did you see the news on that? I don't care. Did you see the games last night? That's all it was, you know? So yeah. Um, it, for the fans out there, if you're getting too much football talk in, in this episode, we're sorry. We'll get back to normal things next week. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely. We're, I mean, we're still going to give you some of the uh, the newsworthy stuff, but uh, I it was it was it's a great football, week, baby. <laughs> I know, I know. One of the things that I thought was actually kind of interesting, and I'm just going to mention it very briefly, is the. The NFL's players' response to the way that they were going to go about the social justice um, gestures, I guess you could put. Um, mm -hmm. The one thing that was quite interesting to me was, I believe it was the Seahawks game, when the opening kickoff, the Seahawks were kicking off to, uh, I forget who they were playing. Um, to be off the top of my head, but they, they, I guess that both teams had agreed that they Falcons. were going to Falcons. They were going to kneel. So they, the opening kickoff, the kicker kicked it out of the end zone, but everybody on the field kneeled. So nobody went for the ball. They, he just kicked it out of the end zone and the, the kicking team all stopped, took a knee and the entire Atlanta Falcons team took a knee. Um, 
and and it w- it went more than we're going to kneel for the national anthem. Um, they all did their own kind of the teams agreed to do different things, and it was I thought a lot more productive than what I've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were a lot of teams that had varying opinions on what they were going to do, and 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 I I thought it not having it be one thing kind of made it a little bit more what is this team going to do kind of thing you know what i mean um and and i think it actually made like it made me at least pay a little bit more attention to it um than okay yeah everyone's kneeling for the national anthem like like that kind of like not not that it's a bad thing i don't want it to put out that way but like i thought it would i thought by doing something a little bit different it made you a little bit more interested in it if, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense it does. A hundred percent. I'm with you on it. One hundred percent. So I just want to throw that out there. Um, and yeah. then we can move on to the NBA. I think, I think uh, we spent a lot on, on football today. Yeah. I think um, for the time being, we beat it to death. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll continue along here. Uh, we'll, we do cover all sports as the show title says. So let's talk some NBA, man. What you got for us? Uh, so we're, we're, buzzing along here um and uh, i i did the notes on friday um and like i said i was so focused on the nfl i didn't really pay much to the nba mm-hmm. um and i know most of the teams are already in the semifinals um so you already have them set um so it's going to be heat versus boston um and then the lakers took care of the rockets last night and surprisingly which i was pleasantly surprised because like I said, when I did these notes, I already had LAC versus LAL um, right. and Heat versus Boston. And uh, you were I wrong, get, sir. <laughs> I, I did not give Denver a chance to win that game, um, and they won convincingly. The game today. Won that game. Well, I wouldn't go that far because they were down by double digits. They were down. <laughs> they were down double digits in the first half, and they came back. Um. So I would say it was more of they played a lot better as the game went on, but uh-huh. it wasn't very convincing. You thought it was going to go the the needle was going to go the other way with um uh with the way the game had started out because I I know like I I looked at the look at it halfway through the first and the Clippers were up by like fifteen and I was like ah oh, Denver's done this is a blowout. There, there's no way they're going to come back. Um, I looked at my DraftKings lineup and went, great. Jamal Murray got hurt. He's Flush not doing one. anything. <laughs> Losing money. Thank Losing God. money, Thanks. yeah. <laughs> I was like, threw my phone down in class and was just like, all right, whatever. Um, no, man, don't get upset. Just, just take your medicine and live to fight another day. <laughs> so, um, and then they came back and they won. So, I'm rooting for Denver. Don't get me wrong. I want to see Denver. I, I, I really honestly don't like any of the teams that have won so far. Like, I, I don't like the Lakers. I hate Boston. Um, oh, do and, you hate Boston? <laughs> and I don't I don't like the Heat uh, just because I'm, I'm not a big Jimmy Butler fan since he left the Sixers. Um, but so I don't want to see any of those teams in the finals. So and I certainly don't like the Clippers. So. I would love to see Denver go all the way. And like that to me would be like the biggest 
upset because no one had them factored into any type of finals chances. Nope. Um, Jokic, 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 right? How, how many times do we say it? <laughs> I think it would be, although I think it would be a very Murray. interesting ma- matchup to see Jokic versus Anthony Davis. Oh, absolutely. Because they absolutely. are two different <laughs> style big men. Um, Jokic is kind of like, they make the joke all the time is like, like, how do you slow down the game that much? And he goes, I'm just playing at my normal pace. He's just, I'm a, I'm a fat old, I'm a fat big guy who can't really run that well. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like that just, he's like, I'm not slowing it down. That's just, that's my normal speed. Like I'm not slowing you down. Yeah. (laughs) So like, it's funny. Like, like, um, I think it was the other, uh, what was it? It was, it was the. It wasn't today's game. It was the last game. Um, Jokic was uh, with the the referees, and um, he was like exaggerating something to the referee. And, and the media asked him a question, and because uh, I guess he got criticized for what he was saying, and um, he like went to the media, and he was just like he made a joke. He's like. I was just making sure the ref made the right call. <laughs> like basically like said that matter of fact. To them. And it was like, it was one of, like the most hilarious moments in like a press conference. Like they're like, like the Clippers, I think were like criticizing him for acting and, and stuff like that. And he was like, I was just making sure the ref got the right call yeah, and like, like just I'm- left it at that. And it was like, like he knew that it was like, like he probably like made a fool of himself, or, or it was it was quite quite. There was funny. that silence like, for a minute, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, there was. It yeah. was like he kind of just looked at him and, and gave a little chuckle, and everyone in the like it was like matter. He said of what? Like, <laughs> like matter of fact, like this is basically what it was. I was just making sure that they were going to get the right call, um, which I thought <laughs> I was I thought it. was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so, but we also had some coaching news this week. Uh, oh, some good. very interesting coaching news. And it actually came out today, too. So Billy Donovan has decided to part ways with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I'm told it was mutual. Mutual. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was no mm-hmm. – he. I think he had a um, – he was either – his contract was up or he was um, – yeah, no, it, expi- the it expired. Yeah. The, the contract was up. Um, and from what I was reading in the article – when it they were going to discuss, well, do we extend the contract or not? And they're like, let's sit down and talk about what direction we want to take the team in. And the TM, the GM, the team ownership had one vision of the rebuild that they wanted to do. And Billy Donovan had something else that he wanted to do differently. And they were like, okay, we can't agree on this. So we'll, we'll mutually part ways. So um, he's not yeah. going to have a problem finding another job in the NBA. <laughs> do you do you think he goes back to college or he stays in the NBA? I think he stays in the NBA because what he did do with OKC was he, he did a fine job with OKC. Um, OKC was in the process of, I hate to say it, we say it too much in sports, going through a rebuilding and whatnot, so you can't completely hang it on him, but he did a fine job. I do not think he will fi- have an issue finding another job in the NBA. I don't. No, I, I, I there's there's plenty of teams out there that are going to need help. Oh yeah. Um and they're going to and they they have vacancy 
ish, like they have co- coaching vacancies. One of those being Houston. Mm-hmm. Could you see Billy Donovan going to the Rockets, the team that eliminated wow. him from the playoffs? Well, I mean, he's familiar with the team, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I could see it. Absolutely. Um, I, I, th- I think he would be a good fit for them. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's an overall good coach. He's one of those coaches where he can coach. He will work with the best of what he's given. So if you're going a team going through a rebuild, you can't be upset at him. He's getting you wins based on whatever you slap together. Uh, if you give him a team with uh, a James Harden and a Russell Westbrook, oh yeah, man. I mean, this guy can win. Absolutely. So I, I think that might be a good landing spot for him. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, with the Rockets, uh, Mike D'Antoni, uh, also has decided not to return to Houston, which I think is a really big surprise considering he was the one driving force for let's do small ball. And now is like, no, I'm not coming back. Well, look Um, how it worked. I mean, they got, they didn't have a chance against the Lakers. They, on paper, the game, it looked like it should have been an awesome matchup. And in reality, Houston just got blasted. I think, I think once the Lakers figured out how to beat the small ball kind of concept, yeah. it was over. That's it. Uh, uh, that's just it. They blitzed them in the first game, which is why they won that game and mm-hmm. blew them out because the Lakers didn't really know how to they didn't know how to react to it. Yeah, they they were trying and to then, figure it was, out. And then once they figured it out, it was kind of mute point at that at that point. Mm-hmm. So let so. me ask you. Um. Uh, uh. Well, before I ask you this question, also, um, Steve Nash, going to be the new coach over in Brooklyn. Yep. Uh, controversially, um, be the the coach. There's a uh, he has no coaching experience, and now I will say this: I am a huge Steve Nash fan, which kind of pains me to see him go to Brooklyn because you got to deal again, with him. I have to deal with him, and I, I don't like <laughs> Brooklyn. But he, I was I was a huge Steve Nash fan, and one mm-hmm. thing that he has been known for is his when he was playing was for his ability to be like that player coach on the feet on the court and manage the game and he was that run leader. the plays. He was mm-hmm. the leader. He was he he was again like I said a player coach on the on the court and played for eighteen years. So I don't think there's any controversy with him getting a, a coaching job. It wasn't like he would came off the street. He had been in the front office. He'd been in the, uh, uh, an advisor with the golden state warriors. Like he had been on certain coaching staffs. He just hasn't had any coaching quote unquote coaching. Yeah, they experience. didn't just pick up the phone and go, Hey, we, you haven't done anything in basketball for quite a while. Now why don't you come be the head coach? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work that way. You know, like no, he, no, he no. did front office stuff, scouting stuff. You know, he, he saw what that, part of the business is like and and how that brings it together so you know what and this is another case you have as a player being a coach how's it going to work we'll find out um but there people say it's controversial because you know he kind of skipped the line so to speak because he um uh 
was a player. Um, so I get that. But if you on the other side of it, a lot of people are like, wow, man, they they're predicting good things are going to happen in Brooklyn with this guy coaching the team. Yeah, yeah. And it's I think it was more of like so we both know the personality that Kyrie Irving has and Kyrie Irving. It's his team. It's his way or it's the highway. Um, he, he, he put that in, in Boston, uh, when he was with the Celtics. And I think this was much of an endorsement of like the management went to them and went, um, who do you want your coach to be? And Kyrie and Kevin Durant got together and they basically said, we want Steve Nash because we want someone that doesn't have an ego that doesn't have much experience that we can kind of basically dictate what we want to do um, you know i think it also is though he but i think on the flip side um probably he gets that respect from the players because he played he was in their yes. shoes so a lot of people are like well you know coaches don't um players a lot of players don't necessarily make good coaches in some cases while that might be true we have a lot of coaches that were never on the court in the shoes of the player. So having a player as a coach, you get that other perspective. Um, I think Correct. it helps build the locker room. I think it helps the team gel because he, he, he did it. He gets it. And he's, he's not necessarily a like bench player. He was a all-star who became, is now a, a coach. So I think that like, he's been on multiple teams. He's led multiple teams. He's led multiple teams to championships. Like, he's been in the thick of it. So he's has that experience of what to do and what not to do. So um, I think that that adds to it a lot as well. Um, I shouldn't just say it's like someone that they can just control. And it's not like an Eric Spolstra thing that happened in Miami when LeBron was there, but he's not going to be a lay down. I mean, he's still going to be the coach, but I think maybe what we're looking to say is they want somebody that's not just the coach, but they get it from the standpoint of the players. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. He, he was out on the court. He was where, use whatever term you want, in the trenches where the bombs are falling, however you want to say it. But being in that role, he gets it. So when you coach from, from that standpoint, your perspective is going to be a little bit different. You know, what you see walking up and down the side of the court as compared to actually being on the court, what you see and what's actually happening, a little bit different. And your perception of the situation. Yeah. So. And making making uh, changes to personnel and game plans and a lot of that stuff is, is a lot different than, all right, I'm seeing this happen during the game and I can make the adjustments as I'm playing. But having to like call a timeout and make the changes and tell other players to do the changes mm-hmm. is, is a little bit different than seeing it on the court and actually adjusting that way. Um, and then the final news that we have coming out of the bubble from the NBA, um, I don't know how else to say this, but I don't know what Daniel house was thinking. Like he got booted from the bubble because he violated the rule. Like it's, it's not like they've been there for a week and they, he was like, didn't really understand. Like they've been there for a while. And to think that he could have, Snuck somebody in. Thank God that it, 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 the person didn't have Corona and like destroy the bubble with like the fi- like the last little bit left that they had to go. Like that would be like the worst case scenario. 
Yeah, like we lose the finals. <laughs> they got to the finish line and couldn't execute, you know? Because some idiot decided that it was a good idea to bring a guest, quote unquote, you know, in and w- that was not tested and, and snuck her in. And it, let's be honest, it was a lady friend. So, like, let's 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 leave it at that. Yep. Um, there's nothing more to say as far as yeah. That goes. There's nothing more to say <laughs> about that. And he got booted from the bubble in the middle of when they're playing the Lakers, and they probably could have used him because he was the, their sixth man. Do you think he um, could have been a difference maker? Do you think maybe that Houston might have maybe got another win or maybe had more of a fight out of it? Or do you think he was gone and it was just like any extra that they needed, he basically screwed them? Uh, seeing how they played in games three three on, because that's when he stopped playing was after game two. Yep. Um they they did not have a prayer that I saw. I think he I don't I think guess my question is is the sixth man was he an impact player? Could could he have turned that around? Would have Houston would Houston still been fighting or would he have not made a difference? I think he would have been an upgrade over the other players that they had to put in. Um mm-hmm. so they had to use a lot of Austin Rivers and Austin Rivers can't play defense to save his life and is hot and cold when it comes to offense. So mm-hmm. I think he would have been a lot more of a steady figure than Austin Rivers um, with them putting it in, putting him in. Um, I think he would have stabilized the team a little bit better. And I think that would he have helped? Yeah, who knows? It's, it's, you're, you're looking at a crystal ball at that point. I don't think he would have hurt the team. <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah. he would have hurt them. So uh-huh. if, if anything, he, he wouldn't have hurt them. So, right. uh, so I just, I think that's dumb, like just stupid because you're right. You're, you're, you're in the NBA playoffs and you've been in the bubble for a while. You can wait maybe two more weeks. And if, hey, at that you, point. you guys got, you guys got eliminated like five days later. So it, you could have done it then. Yeah, <laughs> like, seriously, you know. Like, like you had the itch. It could have waited. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So let me, before we wrap up the NBA news, let me ask you this, because we talked about this when it started, uh, the playoffs started and we talked about our picks it and who we thought was a sleeper or, or who, who looks good, who doesn't. So in the East, the top two seeds got knocked off. Right now, Boston and Toronto, uh, Boston was the three seed. Toronto was the two seed. It was close. This, the series went seven games. So um, that's one topic of discussion. Now, the other topic of discussion, uh, the one seed Milwaukee got eliminated by the five seed Miami four games to one. So just some impressions from you, the Boston Toronto game uh, series. What did you think? It went seven games. They were fighting. They were duking it out. Did Boston outplay them? Was Toronto just not there? What What was your impression? Um, my impression was Toronto did not have enough star power to compete with Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that. I mean, I'll take both games. I think that that series played out the exact way that I thought it was going to. I think Boston was playing a little bit better than Toronto at this point in time. Um, but that, that was a, that was a push series, no matter what it could have went either way. Mm-hmm. The heat um, Milwaukee. I think that's a case in point of Giannis can't do it all himself. 
And once the Heat figured out, let's double, triple team Giannis and make the other players beat us, they realized that the other players, like Eric Bledsoe was nowhere to be found. Uh, Chris Middleton went absolute cold, except for the one game that they they won. Um, Coincidentally, that's the game where Giannis went out. Correct. The, the two the games that they were absolutely the competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The two games that they were absolutely competitive in was the two games that Giannis was out. And I think that's because when they had a superstar. Like that, not necessarily a caught off guard. They, they ran everything through Giannis. It was, all right, give the ball to Giannis, and we're all just going to stand around and watch. And when he kicks it out to us, we just got to be ready. And that's one of the things like one of the things I dislike about the NBA is it's become a lot of that. And it hasn't been this like pass the ball around team ball. Like everybody's got to play kind of thing. It's let's let our stars do what they do. And then the other players can just fill in. Um, have the scraps. <laughs> yeah. It's, the, it's kind of the nature of it, which is kind of one of the reasons why I like the, the heat. If I had to pick a team in these would be the heat because they play more of a team oriented ball. Ball. Like you don't see Jimmy Butler putting up 40, 50 points. Um, but you see every night you see a different uh, player cashing in, or you see like, and like they're pretty much even key across the, the, the field as far as the team and who scores. They all pretty much have even numbers. Um, so it, it, they can hit hurt you with a lot of different, um, a lot of different players and a lot of different skill sets um so it'll be interesting it'll be a very competitive i i see the the heat boston series going seven games i can definitely see that okay very good so we um i don't want to take up any more time on the nba but in in the weeks and months to come there are a lot of questions about milwaukee and toronto and the expectations and falling short so we'll uh we'll address that uh as it comes and um, the Lakers, uh, I thought, remember, I predicted Portland, if they knocked the Lakers off, wouldn't surprise me. And in Showtime kicked in like Showtime normally does in the playoffs. And now they're just steamrolling everybody. So it will be interesting to see that uh, the winner of Denver and the Clippers against the Lakers, uh, that should make things very, very interesting. Um, I think especially if the Clippers have to face the Lakers, that's the battle LA. I mean, they share an arena for crying out loud, <laughs> you know? So uh, that, that should make some, some very interesting conversation there. So, yeah, it'll be next week. We'll definitely be, we'll be in finals mode or somewhere close to that. So we'll be able to yes. give a better idea of what's going on, but absolutely, um, I really hope Denver wins. That's all I can say. I'm pulling for him, man. All righty. Well, uh, before we move on, uh, I didn't do this earlier, so let's give a shout-out to our friends of the show, uh, as we've been doing every week for quite a few weeks now. So our friend Desiree at DezCreates, D-E-Z Creates.com. She is an amazing artist. We'll do custom work for you if you want. Check out what she's offering. If you want to have something done, drop her a message. Give her some ideas. She will work with you. That's DezCreates, D-E-Z-Creates.com. And our friend on Twitch, our friend Hydrox22, he can be found on twitch.tv forward slash Hydrox22. 
uh, a great friend and co-worker of ours. He plays primarily Sea of Thieves, but he's been experimenting with some other games. And he's been uh, giving a plug to our show and giving love to the show almost every day that he's on. And he's on quite a few times a week. So we wanted to recognize him as well. And we were talking about uh, doing some special things for episode 25. Those special things are in the works. We wanted to throw out also that our YouTube channel is up and running. I believe right now I have 18 or 19 episodes uploaded. We're a little bit behind, as I said, Chip and I took hiatus off. Um, but we, we have our YouTube channel and we're on Twitter as well. So the, the network is growing. So check those things out. Uh, there's our brief little commercial break there, Chip. So let's dive right into Major League Baseball, man. What, what you got on tap for us? Yeah, I mean, there's not. We're in, we're kind of in the home stretch now. There's about two weeks left of the season, uh, if that. Um, I guess I wanted to take a brief thing, like, and go over what. So I again, I did these notes as of yesterday, um, and some things have changed today, but. As of yesterday, if the season were to end, um, looking at some of these hurt me, <laughs> hurt me. So, um, hey, listen. After today, I'm 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 kind of with you in 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 the hurt me part because the okay. the Phillies lost their doubleheader, both games of their doubleheader today against the Marlins, and it, it, the Phillies are not looking good right now. Ouch. I don't really know what happened to us. Um, we can't, for whatever reason, we cannot beat the Marlins, no matter how bad they are, for whatever reason, we have like a blind spot when it comes to them. But So the do, you guys, is, do you guys just try to play down to their level? Is that what that is? Like, you know what? We don't think they're a very good club, so, you know, we're going to try and play a little worse than them and see if we can win. Is that the mentality? I have no idea. It's just for whatever reason, <laughs> like our, our, our record against Miami slash Florida Marlins is just awful. It like, we, for whatever reason, we just can't beat, you got to beat them. And I don't know why it's, it makes no sense. It's frustrating but, as uh, hell, isn't it? <laughs> it's, no idea. Um, the good thing is we only have one more game against them. And then it's uh, really, we play the Mets and the nationals and the blue rays and or blue Jays. And then the, Tampa Bay Rays, and that's about it. That so. doesn't look down. That doesn't look good down the stretch, brother. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the Mets and the Nationals are not playing so well, so I'll take those. I'll take the, those. Are that's half our game. Roll the dice. There, so. <laughs> and then if we can at least split against the, the 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 Rays and the Blue Jays, I'll be happy. So, so let's um, let, let's. Uh, I was gonna say there's some there's some changes there's been since we lasted the show. So your top eight teams in the American League: Chicago White Sox. Don't know where that came from. Tampa Bay, Oakland, Minnesota, Toronto, Cleveland, the Yankees, and Houston. That's your top eight yeah. in the American League. Um, not yeah. I, I don't know if that is that the the order like one through eight or. Um, that's just uh, those. That's the top eight teams. So, um, Seattle would be the next team, and they're four and a half games back behind the wild card. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, the, uh, again, this is as of yesterday, and it could have changed today. I haven't looked at the mm -hmm. games or anything like that. So you had the, the American League, you had the Rays versus the Yankees, Athletics versus the Indians, White Sox versus the Astros, and then Twins versus the Blue Jays. Mm -hmm. National League, um, they had Dodgers versus the Marlins, which that I know has changed because the Phillies lost, so it would really be Dodgers versus yes. Phillies at this point. Um, Braves versus the Giants, Cubs versus the Cardinals, and Padres versus the Phillies. Um, now, for those that um, that 
haven't been following like we have the baseball season, the reason there's eight teams um, is because they have expanded the first round of the playoffs. Uh, so they expanded it. Uh, usually it was um, your division winners and then everybody else went into a pool with a wild card and was like basically the top five teams. Um, and then uh, two, the two highest teams got a, a buy or something, or one highest team got a buy or something like that. Um, I forget really how it worked. Um, it has been so long. But um, now they've done it to all your division winners, all the teams that are second in your division, and then the last two teams buy for a wild card spot. So that rounds out eight teams. Um, so it expanded the playoffs. So there's a lot more teams that are going to get into the playoffs. Um, it's going to add for a lot more dynamic to the playoffs as more teams are in it, which is something baseball has always wanted to do to get more teams in the playoffs, but never really have done that. Um, and well, you know what you have with baseball? Um, baseball is like the the last remaining of the sports that it's kind of like the history we haven't changed this or done this in 50 years 75 years we we need to leave the game the way it was in the, you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh that that's part of it i i'm looking forward to this format that they're doing for the playoffs i think it's going to be fantastic it's really good for baseball Yep, and the other thing that they're going to do is they've agreed upon doing a bubble for the playoffs. Beautiful. Not really sure how that's going to work, but uh, hey, they're they're going to have neutral site playoffs, um, so people are not, they're not complaining in their home stadiums. Um, Very and, fair. <laughs> uh, I one of the things about baseball that makes it so great is that you have your own stadium and you can use the advantages of your stadium to your advantage. So I'm not a big fan of the whole bubble for the MLB, but I get why they're doing it. And uh, yeah, so that was kind of news that I thought was unexpected. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, right now teams are trucking along and we got two more weeks and then we're going to give our playoff predictions and go from there. But that's pretty much it for the MLB. And you know what I'll do as well? I'll go back into the show notes and whatnot in the show when the season started just such a brief time ago. Um, and we're uh, and I want to see how we did uh, with our picks because we made our predictions, our division winners, and who we thought might be a sleeper or might do well. So uh, over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to dig that up. And it, once we get to the playoffs, I'm going to go – we'll go ahead and, and review how did we do. You know, were we were we on pace with this or, or did we miss something completely? Um, I do remember when we started it, we were discussing with the shortened season, you might get teams that normally may not be good, get in and teams that normally are good um, and go on a slump and be out. And in some cases, that looks like exactly what happened. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So uh, in the meantime, we'll move on from that, man. And uh, let's get on to the NHL. Yep. So uh, NHL, they're again. It's kind of like the NBA. They're they're ramping down. They're 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 in the semifinals. They're going moving on to the finals. Uh, I believe Dallas is up three one, and then the Islanders are losing three one to the Lightning. Last I checked. Um, let me ask you this: what what matchup do you would you rather see in the finals of the NHL playoffs? Who do I want to see in the finals? 
Yes. What matchup oh. would you like to see? I I want to see uh, Vegas, the Golden Knights against the Lightning. I, I I think you are the complete opposite on that, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, but that's oh man, uh, the the way these teams look. God, I would love to see this. I I want I love to see Dallas versus the Islanders because I want to see Dallas win it all because that way I'm one of those people that if my team doesn't win it I don't want any of my other friends teams to win it either. So Jeez, man. <laughs> if I can't win if I can't win it then nobody else can kind of thing. So that's kind so of if the ship's going all. down we're all going, right? <laughs> yep, yep, I'm taking you all with me. So Yeah. Um uh Dallas is up three to one in the series, and Tampa is up three to one in their series. So by Tuesday, we could have our Stanley Cup final set. If it becomes Dallas and Tampa, uh, I have a little bit of bitterness towards Dallas because a Dallas team beat a Buffalo team in a championship game. And no, I'm not talking about football. I'm talking about the Buffalo Sabres' last trip to the Stanley Cup. And uh, we we Sabres fans still think we got hosed on a call, which allowed Dallas to win the Stanley Cup, and then coincidentally next season they changed the rule. Go figure. Uh, so if I put that animosity aside – Tampa's Tampa's like the home team here, so I, I got to pull for the Lightning, 100%. I, I'm with the Lightning all the way going forward. Yeah, I, um, I'm still going with Dallas. And, <laughs> and that, 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 as much as that pains me to say because it is the same as the Cowboys, um, which, by the way, are losing right now as of this show is being recorded. Just throwing that out there. Um, anyways, make yourself um, feel good, Chip. <laughs> I, am, I am a little bit. Um, so, what else we got? I, again, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Dallas, and that's, I'm sticking to it. Um, okay. So the, the, they did come out with now that they set the draft date for the NHL as well as the free agency. Um, so free agency will begin on October 9th, and the draft is set for October sixth and seventh. Um, so uh, not necessarily like breaking news or anything like that, but it just puts in the perspective that as soon as the season over, the season's really not over. It's going to go right into the off season. And like, this is like this whole entire next six months is going to be the weirdest six months ever, even more like weirder than what we had previous six months. Um, because, because it's going to be like, it was the buildup waiting for sports to restart. Whereas you just had it. We're taking a quick breather, and we'll be right back. Is what it's becoming now. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like, hey, we had a week off. All right, now we're going into the free agency. Now we're going to have signings. Now we're going to have draft. Now we're going to have this, 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 and it's going to be like a tumble effect of like things are going to happen really quickly, and there's not going to be that like break that normally you normally get um, until we get into the season starting. And we get back to kind of like a normal off season, but it's not going to be a normal off season. You're not going to have um, this big layover months that you normally have. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to tell you this though. I want to kind of pat ourselves on the back. Uh, since we did started doing the show, and when all of this craziness started, amazingly, we seem to have been able to keep up 
with the news as it's been coming out because there were there were weeks where there was no news then there was weeks where like we got to find a way to digest this and get it out clearly <laughs> yeah this so, week is definitely one of those ones that's gonna there's a lot of news that happened oh yeah um, but i want to i want to keep it rolling and i, I don't want to let's go too long so let's move on to our random topics which i think has now become college sports so yeah maybe we should just rename it college college yeah college Um, topics (laughs) so one of the interesting things is the big 10 which is one of the 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 power five conferences that postponed their season is getting a lot of pressure from politicians to say to to not postpone the uh stay out of this They're 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 putting their nose in it probably where it doesn't belong. Um, and every time I read it, it's like, all right, they're postponing it uh, till the spring. Well, no, they're postponing it till November. No, no, they're gonna postpone it till October. It, like it, it, like it keeps bumping up. Like we're gonna kind of postpone it, but now we're like we're just gonna start like maybe in two weeks. Like is basically what they're saying now. Um, mm-hmm. so I just I it's one of those things that just makes absolutely no sense. Like why can't you just stick to your guns and be like, Hey, we're postponing it. And that'd be the final thing. Why do you have to keep changing it every five minutes? But, uh, I guess they got so much pressure that now they're, so it's a lot of in in flux right now with the big, big 10, um, with them getting out there and playing, um, which it made for interesting because they did the AP poll today. And a lot of teams that never made it to the AP poll are now on the AP poll. Well, yeah. Like, Appalachian State, (laughs) like Appalachian State, I think got ranked twenty fourth, which is like cool for them. But at the same time, it's like everybody's going who? They have to rank twenty five teams, so yeah. Um, uh, and I got to tell you, it it's the the college football season is definitely interesting. Um, again, like there were games that were supposed to be played that are postponed. Uh. You have some teams, surprisingly, that seem to be playing a little bit better than people thought. And teams that normally would not be in the AP top 25 are going, hey, here's our chance to crack in. Um, but again, some are playing, some aren't. This just, I told you how I feel about this. With just the, the way the NCAA operates, it, you need all had to have one message. Either we're not playing or we're playing. Uh, to me, the game is played fine, but this again, as far as like crowning a national champion, you've tarnished the title. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, it it's it's got definitely going to have that asterisk next to it. Yeah, and it's not like it's not like the NFL where you have 32 teams with paid players. NCAA football has over 120 teams with college players some of which the colleges cannot yeah, allow students back to campus. So, it, you know, in the interest of fairness, I would have said you either all play or you don't play. Yeah. And uh, going off of that, Clemson is the unanimous um, number one overall to win the title and unanimous pick to win the title. Just throwing it out there like that was ever a surprise. I wish but, you could see the look on my face. I'm just stunned. I know. <laughs> I was shocked at that too, and I, know I, I don't even watch college football. Um, right. <laughs> but the other thing, the other, the other really kind of interesting and big news, um, you're now seeing a 
I don't want to call it a battle, but I'm going to call it a battle between Mike Krzyzewski and the NCAA governing body. Um, they The ACC came out with a proposal to have an all-inclusive men's tournament and basically have like a, a bubble-type environment um, and include every single Division One team that's playing in a NCAA tournament. And the reason they did that was because, A, they lost all this money last year from them postponing the tournament, and because of the whole safety and COVID, they want to. They don't want to be traveling, and they don't want to be playing at conference games. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what is your thoughts on an all-inclusive NCAA basketball tournament? With an all-inclusive tournament, so normally you have, what is it, 66 teams because you have two teams that do a play uh, play-in, right? Six, something like that. And then mm-hmm. you get down to 64. Um, I think an all-inclusive tournament would be amazing from multiple aspects. Number one, uh, there are the smaller colleges that don't make the money that the power five conferences do and like you said doing it in a bubble with traveling and whatnot uh that would fix that problem where it'd make it affordable team for the team to play number one number two there are a lot of good players out there that you don't necessarily hear about uh, because they don't play in a power five conference uh and if their team doesn't make the tournament you don't hear of them there's a lot of a, a lot of guys out there that are really good special but nobody knows. And people will say, well, why didn't they go play for a premier program? Maybe they weren't able to. Maybe they chose not to for whatever reason, personal, family, what have you. Um, but overall, I think from a financial, think about having every team play in a huge March Madness. Every team in the country gets a look. The the upsets, you can't tell me there would not be upsets when you put that many teams together. Teams you'd never heard of knocking off teams that you would hear of. Um, I think would be it would be amazing. Financially, it would be a cash cow for the networks that cover it. Because, again, you're talking, I think, well, over 120 teams. You, you know how many weeks you need to run that tournament for <laughs> to, to get down to, to your, uh, you know, your sweet 16 and your elite eight? I think it would be absolutely fantastic to go ahead and do something like that. I think on the flip side where the non-Power 5 schools, because let's be honest, not not so much football, but definitely college basketball, the power conferences control what takes place. And I think probably somewhere in their back of their head with the power, the power five conferences are afraid of is just that as a team coming in from a minor conference and knocking off a big team like that. And I think that that has them a little rattled. I think from a fan, from a fan standpoint, it's absolutely amazing. I think from a player and a coach's standpoint, it is a huge nightmare. Well, logistically Um, like the game prep and whatnot you've, Oh, it's, it would be it, it, it there would be you're right it would it would it would be great for us because we get like basketball 24/7 but for them logistically it would be it would take so much coordination so much time and effort that i just 
I don't know. It would be it would be absolutely. I think the effort would be to worth see it. it work. I just I I don't see it working. That's just me. Mm-hmm. I think it's so. a good idea. Um, the the proof of concept, as we would say, I think would there's a lot of logistics that would have to be worked out for it. Absolutely. Hey man, what else you got for us? Uh, that's all I got for news for today. Um, all right. Well, then in that case, after a brief break, guess what, everybody? You know what it's time for. Chip's got a lot of steam to blow off, so here we go. Let's get ready for... It's time for Chip's Chumps. Bad plays, bad players, awful calls, poor sportsmanship. The worst of the week with Chip's Chumps. All right, everybody. Uh, this week we had a. I could have made a list of ten people that could have made could have made the chips jumps list. It, I I had to really go through it and think about it this week. Uh, I I don't know if it was because football came back or it's just people were just being completely stupid this week. Um, but I'm gonna jump right into it. Number five. So number five goes to. Uh, I don't know how much dumber you can get. In a, in a football game, like the one rule that is against that is standard across all platforms and sports, no matter what it is, is you do not touch the refs whatsoever. So Jamie Collins headbutted the ref in the chest. A, I don't care if you were trying to show the ref that what you were saying was not a foul. But the golden rule is do not touch the refs, especially headbutting the ref in the chest and expect not to get ejected. You're the star linebacker on the Detroit Lions, a team that necessarily has Super Bowl aspirations, but at the same time, you put your team in a bind when you decide to, again, headbutt the referee in the chest. And it wasn't like, you kind of accidentally did it. Like, no, you, you headbutted him and he pushed him back like two or three yards. Like, you absolutely headbutted him. Um, I, 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 I have no words as to what exactly you were thinking. Like, you could have easily have explained it to him without touching him. Like, stupid. Stupidity. Like, I'm not even, a, I was never a professional athlete, but it wasn't in the heat of the moment. It was in the first half. It was very early in the game. Why in the world would you, again, break the golden rule of not touching the referee? You know it's not going to happen, and you know you're going to get a flag, and you know you're going to get ejected. Why do it? Moron. Number four. So number four goes to... My old favorite coach, who became the brunt of a bunch of jokes over the weekend. Um, so, coaches are required to wear some type of face shielding, I mean, whether it be a mask, whether it be a gaiter, whether it be uh, um, a face shield or a hat, whatever. Andy Reid got criticized on Thursday night for wearing a face shield 
that quote unquote looked like it was snowing in his uh, on the shield because of how much condensation from him breathing. Um, if you've ever listened to an Andy Reid interview, you know that he breathes very heavily. At what point that he walked out there and thought this was a good idea because he had to keep taking it off and wiping it down because there was so much condensation and, and, and moisture and fogging up of the, the face shield. You looked ridiculous. Like, I would have walked out there and, like, saw that it was fogging up and went, nope, this is a bad idea. Obviously, you did not think of that when you were sitting on the sidelines the entire game and said, hmm, maybe I should just get a mask, not have a face shield. Because, A, you kind of have to see the game and it's fogging up and you can't see the game. And, I mean, you guys did win, but it's neither here nor there. Um, But the good thing that came out of it was that other players took notice of this, or not other players, other coaches took notice of it um, and decided that, yeah. We're not going to uh, to use this. Um, not only did you look ridiculous the entire game, but um, Big Red, you need to get some fashion sense. Moron. Number three. So number three goes to what I can only deem as one of the dumbest, most heinous acts I've seen on a college basketball court. Um, I saw this article the other day. A uh, University of Buffalo player was charged with stabbing a, another player because of an altercation in a pickup game. Um, why? Like, there's nothing that happens on a court that should result in a stabbing. Not only were you a basketball player of a of a Division One college and a pretty well known one at that, but you did it. You A, stabbed him, and it was a pickup game. It wasn't even a real game. And B, you stabbed him in the church gym of a Buffalo suburb. Why in the world would you bring a weapon inside of a church gym? Like, that that in and of itself is just dumb. Not Regardless of the fact that you then ended up stabbing this guy and then fleeing when police were called. Not knowing that they would know who you are and could find you. Moron. Number two. So number two, we did mention this earlier. It goes to uh, Mr. Daniel House Jr. of the Houston Rockets. Um, like, stupid for almost jeopardizing our finals because you decided to bring a guest onto the premises of the bubble. Like, you already seen other players get suspended for two weeks or going to quarantine for 10 days for walking two steps out of the bubble. What? in the world made you think that you could bring a guest in here and they wouldn't find out like like you're in the midst of the finals you couldn't wait two weeks and then you could have seen this person like absolutely ridiculous like what i don't even know what your thought process is you you jeopardize the team you jeopardize the entire bubble all because you wanted um to have some entertainment or to, you know, experience someone's company for two hours. Was it really worth the risk? No, because you got kicked out of the bubble and your team lost. You went home in five days anyways. Makes no sense. Absolutely no sense. Complete stupidity. Moron. 
number one. So number one goes to probably the biggest bonehead move of all time in the world of tennis. Uh, and I'm probably going to butcher this guy's name, and I'm saying that now, but Novak Jokovic, what the hell were you thinking? Like, I understand you get frustrated in the game. You hit the ball at one of the line judges and almost, like, pretty much could have killed the person because you, it wasn't like you softly tapped it to him. You hit it, and it hit him in the neck. Um, I, I, I got to give you props. You weren't really looking at where you were hitting it, but... If you've ever seen a tennis match, there are people all around the outside of the court. Why in the, like, you know that they're there. Why in the world would you, like, hit the ball behind you towards the, where they would be standing? Again, I got to give you some little reprieve because you did go over and tried to make sure the person was okay. But, A, you got ejected for it because, like I said earlier, you can't touch the referees. Why we had two instances in one week of players or uh, athletes hitting the referees, I don't know. It makes no sense. This is something you're taught from when you're a little kid is like the referees are like untouchable. But needless to say, you still got kicked out. You're the number one player in the world expected to win the entire um, uh championship that was going on and you got kicked out after the first set because you got frustrated at yourself and hit the tennis ball at one of the line judges real smart real real smart moron all right guys that's it for today like i said there was uh there were so many that i could have picked from like trust me i had like a list of like 10 people there and i had to filter them out um i did want to throw some philadelphia athletes on there but i just that I couldn't because there were so many other bonehead, dumb players and athletes say, that were out there. Would you say more egregious and stupid than what you wanted to do for Philadelphia players? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, 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 there was, there were so many. Um, so if you guys agree with it, let me know. If you disagree, let me know. Um, and we, we can make it. We can make a discussion out of it. I'll post it up on our Discord and our Twitter. Um, and yeah, no, it was. It was a very interesting week in, in stupidity. Indeed. Uh, so let me ask you this, because you and I talked earlier, although we were not professional athletes, um, in, our, in our younger lives, we were both athletes. Nonetheless, we played in organized sports. Did you ever have any issues with a particular uh, or with a referee in a sport that you were playing? Uh, I'll be the first one to admit, when I played basketball, I was a hothead, um, and I used to yell at the refs all the time. But again, I never touched them. Um, personal story is I had my dad actually give me a technical through a, a, a an intramural game when I was younger. Um, oh. Needless to say, my mom was not very happy and, and she didn't understand sports, but she knew that what my dad did was not good to me. And he got the, the stare of death. And uh, yeah, so he got the stare of death goes. because you screwed up. No, because I was yelling at my dad and I was I I I will admit I was in the wrong. I was yelling at him, but I figured it was my dad that he wasn't going to actually give me a technical. <laughs> yeah. I didn't actually, I, I was, I, and when it happened, I was more shocked than I was angry because I was like, but I'm your son. Why would you give me a technical? Like, 
Like I, I thought I could yell and scream at him because he was my dad, and yeah. he and no, he took off he <laughs> took off his dad hat and was a was a referee, and he did his job, and he called it down I, the I, middle. He called it down the middle, and there was no uh, no no bias, um, no bias whatsoever. So I do got to give him props for that. But um, <clears throat> for me, I uh, I, I played basketball. Uh, I wasn't uh, much of much trouble really at all on a basketball court um i did play lacrosse now that the referees oh let me tell you it, it got to a point where i was such a hothead on certain plays that when uh when i would be sitting on the sideline in my number you know i would get called uh to rotate in and whatnot i had such a reputation that as soon as I stepped foot on the field, all the referees on the field would go ahead and um, uh, uh, I think we had flags as well. Uh, would basically put their hand on their hip by their flag um, because it was me coming on the field. That is not a good reputation to have. <laughs> no. Um, I, I never touched a referee. I've gotten up in the face of a couple of referees and I can't tell you how many times I was actually ejected for my temper. Uh, needless to say, after a game in which I did something stupid like that, the bus ride home in the back of the bus with the coach was not a pleasant one. <laughs> yeah, that's when they have to have that long talk with you and don't do that again. And if yeah. you do it again, you're off the team and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And oh, no. Let's see. I didn't. Well, what made it worse, too, was this coach was also one of my instructors for one of my classes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good thing. No. So let me put it to you this way. I may have not gotten punished with the team, but man, oh, man, were my grades and my homework being scrutinized. <laughs> <laughs> that was his own way of taking care of it. Um, but I got to tell you, though, I, I learned a lot from him from it. So I got a lot of... Uh, life lessons and good advice. So it made me a better person. <laughs> so well, that's let's, uh, uh, a little bit of reflection on our past there. So um, we're winding down here. Let's go ahead and hit the buzzer. It's the final buzzer. The last moments of the show. Okay, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, everybody, you heard it. We are at the final buzzer. We appreciate you joining us uh, again, as always. And we are sorry about a little bit of a break, but I think, Chip, after about 20 weeks and uh, of doing the show and getting acquainted with our audience and following all the sports, plus our work life and our personal lives, I, I think we need a little bit of a vacation there. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't necessarily a vacation because we did do a show. It's just we didn't, didn't record it, um, but we did do our, our live fantasy show and you know, we, we learned a lot from it, but um, this week, uh, as a result, we went a little bit longer. Um, and I mean, there was a lot to cover this week. You know, it was opening football. We spent a lot of time on football. Hopefully, next week we don't spend as much time. But that's a lie. Hey, I, <laughs> uh, I, I, I can preface that football. now. Yeah. Um, but as, as things start dying down, you know, we'll, it, it's a good time to be a sports fan because you're going to have plenty and plenty of stuff to talk about. Absolutely, um, man. So uh, while we're at it, Movie of the week. We've gone a few weeks without one. What do you got for us this week? Yeah, so the movie of the week, um, I consider this a sport, but 
it you is. Know, some people might, but I'm going to consider it a sport movie. Uh, movie of the week is The Karate Kid. Which uh, one? 1984 movie. The yes. first one. The, no, yes, the no, no, not the remake. The original, <laughs> not the yes. remake. The, re- the remake was an absolute farce of a movie and that shall never be named. Ouch. Um, I, it was awful. It was awful. It was like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It, was, it, it almost tarnished the entire legacy of The Karate Kid. Like, yeah, I, I was thinking about this. I, I did some research on the film because I was watching it last night. The Karate Kid is a case in point of a movie that was very low budget and may not have had the best actors in it, but had an amazing storyline. And a lot of times you don't see that nowadays. A lot of times today it's like, oh, we got to throw all tons and tons of money into it to have all these action scenes and cool effects and we lack on the storyline type part of it. Um, but the quote of the movie, one of the, uh, there's two very famous quotes from this movie. The first one is wax on wax off. And the second one is tweet the leg. Um, and the reason I picked this movie this week was because they started on Netflix Cobra Kai, which is a uh, TV series started on Amazon prime that, is the continuation or the, or the 20 years later after the karate kid and where everyone is in the show and it's gotten raved reviews and it's coming back for a third season and and people are really loving it um i have not seen the series yet but i am going to be watching it as soon as i finish um the last karate kid movie i watched the first two last night um and then i'm gonna start watching the cobra kai series but uh one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, love this movie. Um, it is Rocky in karate form. It teaches a lot of lessons, too, believe it or not. People thought, like, maybe the acting was kind of corny or, like, some of the dialogue was corny. Overall, it's an amazing story. One of my all-time favorites. And it, it, there's a lot of hidden messages in there. If you watch the movie, if you haven't seen it, well, one, shame on you, but I get it. But if you haven't seen it, watch it, um, and you'll get immersed in the storyline and what happens. But I think there's a lot of like life lessons that you could learn uh, yeah. from that movie. So let me put it. Let me let me ask you this: how much how much money do you think was in the budget for this movie? I'll tell you. Back in the day, whatnot, if they spent ten million, I'd be impressed. It was an eight million dollar mu- budget. They made over over a hundred million. There you go. That by definition is a blockbuster. <laughs> yes. yes, and like in t- in today's world, if that if that had happened, there would have been like a seven part series to it. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, now, like, see, in those days, you could do an eight million dollar film. Now, eight million dollars is like one hour of all the CGI editing, because all your big movies now cost you hundreds of millions of dollars. It's insane. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, man. Well, uh, there, there you go, the movie of the week. And uh, I got, you know, we, we've got more things to get on and, and news to follow up with to bring to you next week. Um, I did want to point out again, uh, Chip, you and I have, uh, you and I have touched on it briefly again, but I'm, I'm getting more in depth to it as we, uh, as we lead up to it. Uh, the, the infamous episode 25 that I'm talking about, we want to deliver something special for you guys. I think starting with next week's uh, show, which would be episode 22, we're going to start dropping some hints and whatnot. Um, But we encourage you definitely follow us on Twitter, follow us on YouTube, follow us on randomchatter.com. We're going to be bringing more stuff to you guys, more content to you guys. 
uh, I've been saying it for months now, but uh, we're finally ready to get rolling um, with the merchandise. We're working on a bunch of merch on that. So we, we, we want to give you guys uh, the ball of wax and then some. Uh, Chip and I would also like to see uh, what we could do as far as start bringing some income into the show. We've tossed around some ideas. I mean, uh, even things like, hey, uh, which stadiums or venues would you like us to visit and whatnot once COVID restrictions are lifted? It costs cash, but we would love, we'd love to do some of that extra stuff for you, the fans, and bring you, bring you those stories. So um, with all that being said, Chip, you got anything else to add, brother? No, let's uh, let's have a productive week and uh, can't wait for next week's show. All right, everybody, we appreciate y'all listening, and as we say here always, we're out. You've been listening to Sportscasters Anonymous. Your opinion may differ, but that doesn't mean you're right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. We hope you were intrigued or at least entertained. You can find the podcast on all the major networks. Find us on Discord and Patreon at Random Chatter. Hook up on the website at randomchatter.com and browse through the merchandise at randomchatter.com slash store. We'll see you next time. This is Sportscasters Anonymous. Signing off.